everyone, and welcome back to Maya's Reviews, a book podcast and blog where I review all types of novels. I'm Maya, and thank you for joining me for another book review today. Before getting started, I just really wanted to mention, uh, if you've looked in the description, I've linked the Gabby Petito Foundation because I'm sure all of us have heard at least something about what has gone on in the past few months and I truly wish, I truly hope that the Petito family can find some peace in uh, such a horrifying and horrible thing that was done to Gabby because as I'm recording this it has just now been confirmed that the remains found in Florida are Brian Laundrie's so I just wanted to make sure that's linked down there. If you don't know where the description is, the Gabby Petito Foundation is at gabbypetitofoundation.org and her name is spelled G-A-B-B-Y. So I just wanted to mention that real quick since it is so horrific what has been done to Gabby and like I said, I really, really hope her family can find any ounce of peace in this horrifying tragedy that uh, happened to Gabby. Besides that, I don't think I have anything else to mention, um, but just if you can, please donate to the Gabby Petito Foundation. Today's episode, I will be reviewing a novel that I'm really excited about, I will be reviewing Quicksilver by Dean Koontz, which comes out January 25th, 2022. A huge thank you to Amazon Publishing and Thomas and Mercer for providing me with an arc of this novel in exchange for an honest review. The second week I'm back and Poppy's already barking. Um, (laughs) All quotes are taken from Quicksilver by Dean Koontz. Some content warnings, violence, specifically gun violence, but there is other types of violence as well, abandonment, death, slavery, mentions of sexual assault, and mentions of sex are all in this novel. So if any of those are topics and events you would not like to read about, maybe this novel isn't for you. Overall, I rated Quicksilver 5 out of 5 stars. The plot, setting, characters, writing, and memorability were all 5 out of 5. This novel was perfect. I just gotta throw that in there. From start to finish, Quicksilver is unpredictable. Full of lovable characters, constant peril, and a plethora of mystery, Kunz's newest novel is dark, addictive, and thrilling. With every novel release, Dean Koontz proves that he is a master of storytelling. Quicksilver is the latest in a line of masterpieces. Mysterious from the start, Quicksilver sucked me in and didn't spit me out until I had been thoroughly ingrained in the world of Quicksilver. The novel is set to be published January 25th, 2022 by Thomas and Mercer at 366 pages. It is a fiction, adult, horror, thriller, and suspense novel. The book's description, be a good reads. (laughs) 
Number one New York Times best-selling Master of Suspense, Dean Koontz, takes a surprising and exhilarating road trip with the man in pursuit of a strange past, mile by frightening mile. Quinn Quicksilver was born a mystery, abandoned at three days old on a desert highway in Arizona. Raised in an orphanage, never knowing his parents, Quinn had a happy if unexceptional life until the day of strange magnetism. It compelled him to drive out to the middle of nowhere. It helped him find a coin worth a lot of money, and it practically saved his life when two government agents showed up in the diner in pursuit of him. Now Quinn is on the run from those agents, and who knows what else, fleeing for his life. During a shootout at a forlorn dude ranch, he finally meets his destined companions, Bridget Ranking, a beauty as gifted in foresight as she is with firearms, and her grandpa Sparky, a romance novelist with an unusual past. Bridget knows what it's like to be Quinn. She's hunted too. The only way to stay alive is to keep moving. Barreling through the Sonoran Desert, the formidable trio is impelled by that same inexplicable magnetism toward the inevitable. With every deeply disturbing mile, something sinister is in the rear view, an enemy that is more than a match for Quinn. Even as he discovers within himself resources that are every bit as scary. Quinn Quicksilver is a 19-year-old living in Phoenix while working for Arizona, with the, an exclamation point, by the way, magazine. <laughs> he was raised by nuns at an orphanage after being abandoned at three days old and found by three men outside of Pepto, Arizona. From the beginning, Quinn is a humble, curious, and utterly oblivious young man thrown into perilous situations. Quinn discovers that he possesses powers such as psychic magnetism, a force that guides him in situations and essentially gives him the ability to sense incoming dangers, obstacles, <laughs> obstacles, etc. While reading Quicksilver, I was actually struck by how similar Quinn is to my best friend. It amused me how similar they were in their humor and their character. And Eric, that is a direct shout out to you. <laughs> He's going to be really mad because I describe Quinn as clueless. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, Eric, but you are. Um, <laughs> is that too mean? I feel like that's too mean. It's fine. Um, <laughs> besides this, I also related to the manner in which Quinn reacted in the situations he was presented with, because I too would be terrified and unaware in how to react when faced with extraterrestrial creatures called streamers, 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 screamers, because of their ghastly appearance. It, the screamers, like, I would not... I would not, I would, personally, I would, like, stay out of their way, but, you know, that's just me. Uh, <laughs> Bridget seems to think out of their way. She just goes straight for them, and it's like, pow, pow. Uh, but, no, I would run the opposite direction. There's no way I would walk over near them and just tempt fate. Like, that would not happen. That would, that is not only irresponsible, but it's just like, Bridget, do you want to live? Because I'm really feeling like you don't. 
you're just walking in front of the worm-faced dude with uh, sharp razor fingers, and I don't want to be a part of that, so, you know. Um, <laughs> but what I admire most about how Quinn was written is how he changes over the novel. Over the course of the story, he evolves to adapt to his environment, becoming brave, selfless, and full of purpose. I mean, the, this character growth is slow, it's gradual, but it's so well done. The reader first sees Quinn evade the ISA while eating breakfast, and then he manages to defeat aliens, and eventually he's able to overcome long-lasting issues from his childhood, even facing characters who he once considered family. He has, he both evolves in how he reacts to situations and how he thinks, and I really, really think that how it was done was magnificent. Next on my list of fantastic characters is Bridget Rankine, the granddaughter of Sparky Rankine, who is a fiery and headstrong young woman who also possesses power like Quinn. She is a badass, and I really loved her character. She was amazing, and I think she really balances Quinn out because she is so just out there, and Quinn is like a little turtle in his shell uh, for <laughs> a little portion of the story before he finally grows out of it. Character development, guys. One of Bridget's powers is intuition, which actually alerts her to the existence of Quinn even before they meet. And so Bridget is just kind of prepared for her true love, which is Quinn, to just come waltzing through the door, and he does. And I just really, really love that because I feel like that is... Like, I've never read a novel where the other character... Actually, that's not true. But, like... <laughs> I really feel like the way she reacted when he showed up is just perfect because it's just pure Bridget. She's like, yeah, you're Quinn. I don't, I don't really care. You're like, you're here. Okay. Uh, mm, you're here. I don't know what you want me to do about it. Like, you just ran over an ISA agent, but uh, good for you, Quinn. And Bridget is one of those characters that just holds the rest of the characters together in conflicts and times of danger. She's like Hermione between Ron and Harry. I mean, she is, she's the reason that all of this works for a majority of the novel. Without her, I really think Sparky would just be sitting there writing, uh, romance novels and Quinn would probably be crying. And, uh, I really, really think Bridget is such an important character in this story and she's very, like, witty, which she clearly gets from Sparky. I really, really loved her character. She's also the character that takes poor Winston the dog under her wing while she and Quinn are stealing money from a gang. And I just really loved how even in the midst of running from the ISA and running into aliens she's just like oh there's poor dog let's you know hey grandpa I try to say grand dad and grandpa at the same time <laughs> hey granddad do you want to take this dog in let's name it Winston let's go 
and then she just does, and it's, I, I don't know. I really, really love Bridget. But Sparky, Sparky Ranking is my favorite character because of his humor, because he's a romance novelist under the title of Daphne Larkrise. Uh, <laughs> he is just the funniest character in this novel, and yet he's also important. He He's not just there because of the humor, he's also there because that's Bridget's dad, pretty much, and he's really, really important in the story, but also he just adds so much humor to it. The witty remarks he makes at the worst of times just really keep this novel from slipping into a really dark place, because there are so many themes, which I'll talk about later, that Dean Koontz, in a lot of his novels, I feel, at least the ones I've read, explores that are very dark, but they're very true, and they often reflect our world or are exactly from our world. He discusses issues such as the power hungry and the greedy and those that take advantage of others, the just such great topics, but in this novel, it is so heavy, um, which I loved, and I will talk about that later, but Sparky, uh, you know, besides writing novels, he's just the best grandpa someone could ask for. Bridget really grew up with this man who is a romance novelist because he's a hopeless romantic, and he also has a very shady past, which I Sparky is just a man of many talents, I guess. Um, <laughs> but for real, I cannot gush enough over Sparky. He's just adorable. Like, I just imagine this this super tough grandpa who's really just a big softie. Um, I just really, really love Sparky. He, se he just seems like the greatest person you could grow up with as, like, your role model. I don't know about a role model, but, like, someone you could grow up with, he just seems like he would be a really, really fun person to, uh, have in place of a parent. I should also introduce Panthea Chang. She is an artist living in the middle of Arizona that also possesses powers. However, hers are quite different from Quinn's and Bridget's. She can tell the future through visions, and she's very... I don't know, celestial, like, she feels like she isn't a part of this world, which I really, really liked, because, uh, you have Bridget, who's really, really grounded, and you have Quinn, who's kind of, like, he's, he's here, but he doesn't want to be. You have Sparky, who's just vibing, um, and then you have Panthea, who's just kind of out there, um, and I really, really liked her addition later on in the novel to the trio, uh, Racing Through the Desert. Interactions and conversations between the characters, especially between Quinn and Bridget, are entertaining and wonderfully written. All of Kunz's characters are written with depth, liveliness, and humanity, and none of the characters are perfect people, which I love because it makes them realistic. I think that's my biggest pet peeve is when you have a protagonist that is just this perfect figure 
that they can do nothing wrong. They're just perfect no matter what. You know, they wake up and they're just like, I am holy. I am peace. I do nothing wrong. It just really gets to me because that's so unrealistic. But in this novel, they're so realistic and I love it. On to the writing and setting. So there is not a moment in this novel that I felt dragged along or was unnecessary. Every chapter is action-packed and anxiety-inducing. Overall, the novel is just really fast-paced until the end. I resisted sleep while thinking about this novel and where the plot could go or what I could discover about this twisted world Koontz created, a world that is a direct reflection of our own. Once again, Koontz's writing examines the faults and brilliance of humanity through the journey of lovable characters. In both Our World and Quicksilver's, the power-hungry climb social and economic ladders by tearing down others and stepping on them. In both worlds, humans have the choice to make good or bad decisions, and sometimes ones that affect others. Quinn navigates his world of good and evil by trying to understand the nature of humanity, which goes back to um, at the end of every part, because there's chapters and then parts in this novel, it kind of flicks back, uh, and young Quinn lives through tr tragic and traumatic events while at the orphanage. A nun at the orphanage, Sister Teresa, attempts to help Quinn understand how and why people do bad things. And while he doesn't get it at first, the parallels between young and old Quinn help one understand why Quinn is the way he is. And through understanding who he is, he's kind of able to understand others, if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm explaining that right. But... I really think it's brilliant how Koontz always utilizes real-world issues and topics and always injects them into his stories because as humans, we, we have faults and we make horrible decisions that really negatively impact others, and I really think it's amazing how he manages to always incorporate that into his stories because it makes it so much more realistic and so much more heavy and you, we can relate more to it. The world building of Quicksilver is one of my favorite parts of the novel. In this modern and dark world, Screamers are disguised alien type monsters who have invaded Earth and caused destru destruction. There are unique people who have genes that are not human. So, like, alien, extraterrestrial, whatever you want to call it, but not human. Two of these people are Bridget and Quinn, as, which I'll go into more how they know they're not human later. Just stick with me. Uh, as it is later explained in the novel, when they eventually reach Pepto, there are two universes. The first was reduced to dust by screamers who crave destruction, pain, and death. The screamers invade the second universe, which is our universe, Earth, you know, uh, to cause more pain, which they feed upon. And Bridget and Quinn were born to protect the second universe from this threat with their variety of superpowers. I really think that besides the actual world building, the 
aura, if you will, of this novel is just so dark and heavy, but also very thrilling. And I think there's a nice balance there that works really, really well. On to the plot. Beginning with a magnetic pull towards an abandoned crossroads to the feeling of coming danger, Quinn is experiencing what many would call insanity and paranoia. Uh, but when men in suits rudely interrupt his meal, and I mean rudely, at Beansteiner, Quinn realizes that his life will never be the same. It is while on the run from the ISA, which is the Internal Security Agency, that Quinn is pulled towards Sweetwater Flying F Ranch, where he meets Bridget and Sparky Ranking. Quinn wants to discover why the ISA is after him. He plans to do so by talking to the three men that found him outside of Pepto as a baby, because he thinks, I don't know, maybe they know something that they didn't tell the police when they picked me off the road, you know? Maybe they just didn't tell anyone, because, uh, stuff is crazy right now, so I doubt, I don't know, maybe something crazy happened. They said I was unique, like other people, right? He's, like, trying to process why. He's like, bro, I'm 19 years old, just, just don't, please. I just picked a coin up from a crossroads, and I have money now. Can we just let me eat at Beansteiner? Um, but they don't let him. So, <laughs> uh, and now since all three are on the run from the ISA, they decide that sticking together would be the best option since Sparky and uh, Bridget just kind of say, we don't have a plan either, so we're just going to come with you. You know, we'll be fine. During this kind of road trip, Ooh, fun, running from the ISA. It's revealed that both Bridget and Quinn are parentless or adopted in some way, shape, or form, right? Bridget, her mom gave her up to her grandpa, uh, but Quinn was at an orphanage. And both were used DNA tests to try to discover who their parents were. Um, but then through this process, the ISA became alerted to the non-human genes that Bridget and Quinn possess, which is why the ISA is so desperate to contain them and kind of just like, I don't know, potentially experiment on them. I don't know. The ISA is crazy, man. Racing through the Arizona desert, the trio and Winston, because they do stop to get money and steal from a gang, and then they find Winston. <laughs> They're sidetracked by the ISA, which is hot on their trail. So through this interruption of their plan, they meet Panthea, who reveals to them their purpose in the world and time. Quinn, Bridget, Panthea, and Sparky must face a variety of monsters, both human and alien, to fulfill the purpose for which they were brought into the world, keep the evil from growing stronger and destroying everything. Along the way, they kind of grow closer and become their own dysfunctional and nomadic family, and I really, really love the trope of found family, so this was perfect for me. One of my favorite scenes is during the second half of the novel, where Quinn, Bridget, Panthea, Sparky, and Quinn are racing through the desert in an attempt to leave Pepto without alerting the ISA, who have kind of blocked off the road. So they're like, eh, we'll just go through the desert. And Bridget is going to use her psychic magnetism, right? They're, she's like, I got this covered. We're going. Um, 
so, but this kind of proves difficult when rain and darkness fall and the persistent ISA sends two dangerously equipped vehicles racing after them. Uh, but through Bridget's excellent driving skills, like excellent, and connection to psychic magnetism and Quinn's panicking, they are all able to escape in one piece. And the entire chase was just thrilling yet infused with humor. Uh, which is common in many scenes throughout the novel, and I really, really loved it because it, it balances out so nicely, and you can kind of, it just, ugh, it just balances out so nicely. The humor and the darkness and the thrill of the chase, um, the way they're all just packed in this tiny car and they're all in this together, you know, like High School Musical, it's just, it's just such an amazing scene to me and I don't know why but it's one of my favorite scenes in this novel. I never thought that another Dean Koontz novel would top my favorite, The Door to December, but Quicksilver actually came really really close. The novel was fast-paced and full of peril and its characters, chaos, high stakes, and dark world have found a special place in my heart. I want to end with some quotes from the novel. So, one from Quinn when he first gets sucked into this weird uh, spiral of events. My understanding of the true nature of the world was undergoing a seismic shift. Or was I merely shedding the adult illusions for the fantastic truth that every child knows? In spite of one bizarre turn of events after another, in spite of all my rushing around and my reckless surrender to the pull of mysterious forces, I sensed that I wasn't falling away into a new reality. Instead, I felt as though I might be coming home to the world I knew a long time ago, where monsters lurking in the closet weren't always imaginary, where a desperate but secret war was being waged by two armies in disguise, where victory had nothing to do with conquering territory, where the battlefield was the human heart, the spoils of war, the human soul. I just think it's a really beautiful quote and also just shows how Quinn is kind of like, am I going crazy? Am I not? Am I going crazy? Am I not? Another one, which this is just Quinn being like hilarious to me. I've always been an optimist because pessimists seldom have any fun and usually fret their way into one of the horrible fates they spend their lives worrying about. The optimist, unlike the pessimist, believes that life has meaning, that there is something to learn from every adversity, and even that the absurdity of such an excess of misfortune will likely seem at least somewhat amusing after enough time has passed. And... My last quote, my last piece of this review. How strange is the world and all life in it? How strange am I? How much stranger still, mysterious, wonderful, that there is a world at all, or me, or you? And actually, <laughs> sorry, my uh, finger just cracked. Uh, actually, this quote kind of just wrote down what I spend so much time thinking about because if you sit down and you think about how am I a person, how am I sitting here having thoughts, you start to spiral into this train of thought where it's like, how is how does anything exist? How, like, the fact that anything exists is so fascinating and a miracle that it's just mind-boggling. And I read this quote and I was like, 
Quinn, you get me, bro. You get me. So I just really, really love that quote. That is my favorite quote from this novel. Um, and with that, I think this is the end of my review of Quicksilver by Dean Koontz. I was so excited uh, to, to get an arc of this novel. Um, for those of you who don't know what an arc is, it is an advanced reader copy because it is not out yet. Like I mentioned, the novel will be out January 25th, 2022. You can pre-order Quicksilver on Amazon, and I've actually linked that in the description below. Uh, it is an affiliate link, which just means that I get a percentage of the money from your purchase. It doesn't cost you anything extra. Um, I'm just an Amazon affiliate, so I get a percentage of per purchases with my links. So that's just what that means. If you see that anywhere on my sites, podcasts, whatever. I've also linked Dean Koontz's website below. Um, if you haven't already, actually, I've reviewed another novel of Dean Koontz's on my blog and the podcast. I reviewed Elsewhere by Dean Koontz, which came out in 2020, and I forget which episode that was. It might be eight or nine, but it was before the tens, I believe. So if you haven't listened to that episode or read that review, make sure you go check that out because that was a really, really good novel as well. And make sure you add Quicksilver to your Goodreads shelf, which I also have the link below in the description uh, or the show notes, as I've heard some call it, but I'm not that fancy. Uh, <laughs> I just record and hope it sounds all right. And that is the end of my review of Quicksilver by Dean Koontz, officially. Um, I hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, please check out my blog, Maya's Reviews, at mayagreviews.wordpress.com. You can also find me at Maya the Bookworm on Twitter, Goodreads, TikTok, BookBub, and Book Sirens. Uh, like I mentioned, though, I'm not posting on TikTok anymore because I have officially run out of ideas and it just takes up too much of my time and I just scroll. There's no, I don't read, I just scroll. Um, I'm also on Tumblr at Maya Reviews. If you want me to review your book or want to come on the podcast to discuss a novel, maybe schedule an interview or even just reach out to me, you can email me at mayagbookreviews at gmail.com. I do ask that if you are reaching out in regards to a review request, interview, collab, blog tour, or anything publicity related, that you check out my publicity request page on my blog first and then email me. And if you haven't Make sure you donate to the Gabby Petito Foundation. Thank you so much for listening and happy reading.